But we must note particularly here is that we did not have to travel in space or time to make this contact. The nature of electromagnetic waves is such that the experience they carry is ubiquitous. That is, it pervades all things. It is everywhere present. When something is everywhere present, we never have to go farther than ourselves to contact it. We do not have to go to a city. We do not have to go to the station. We do not have to rise up in the air. We simply have to tune in, for it is already here. If we apply this to cosmic contact, the same principle holds true. We have said repeatedly that the cosmic is ubiquitous and that the masters are ubiquitous. They are everywhere present. To reach them or to have any cosmic experience is not to travel anywhere in space or time, but only to tune in to the proper wavelength. What is of secondary significance here, but no less a key to your understanding of cosmic contacts, is that when something is ubiquitous, everywhere present, it also is available to other persons at the same time, anywhere. When we ask members to come together in cosmic attunement to receive a message of some importance from their class master or from some invisible master, it is possible for many of them, if not all, scattered throughout the world as they are, to receive the same message, to figuratively be with the Imperator in his sanctum, if that is where the message is being given, or to have the sense of communion with fathers and sorors who are participating, simply because all have achieved attunement with a singular wavelength. Before discussing the ways and means of attunement and the exercises necessary to achieving results in this area, let me make one further point. By attuning under these conditions, you are not setting up a two-way radio band wherein both parties are aware of the other's presence. It is easy to believe that when you have actually made a contact with an invisible master or with one of the staff here at Rosicrucian Park, that the master is equally aware of your presence. This is not true any more than that the newscaster on your television set is aware of your seeing and hearing him. The function of the masters is to be ubiquitous to be everywhere, so that the wisdom and experiences they have gleaned are available to all who ask. As we pointed out previously, when you have a cosmic contact, when you have attuned to a proper wavelength, and a picture and words of a master manifest to you, you will experience it in terms of your objective world. 
you will hear actual words. You may smell the fragrance of incense or see the figure of a person speaking. But these objective-like sensations are only the way the Master's presence is being translated in your consciousness as long as you are tuned in. In actuality, you are experiencing an impersonal wavelength that is directed out everywhere through the universe to be available to all who want or have need of what that particular wavelength carries. As was mentioned, however, it is easy to believe that the contact is both ways, and thus we are never surprised when members write or speak to us, expecting us to be aware of their experiences or their contact with our personalities. For after all, there we were, in the same room together, ostensibly speaking to each other. This is not to say that two-way psychic communication is not possible between two people at distant points who may be personally and cosmically very close and highly evolved in psychic contacts. But it is not the way the masters serve, for their purpose is to radiate their love and knowledge to everyone impersonally leaving it to the student to glean what he can and will from such contact. You might ask, what do staff members think about when they enter such a sanctum period? Normally, they do not think of anything in particular, but they simply visualize themselves radiating outwardly with greater strength with purity of purpose and a desire to be of service. That is all that is needed. Since staff members and the hosts of invisible masters carry a great variety of knowledge and experience, the attuning member will never have a problem in making contact with that personality which can best serve him. Further, it is not necessary for the staff member or a master to be consciously participating in a contact period in order for a student to make the contact. Although it stands to reason that the best effects could be obtained when students were attuning at the same time as, say, when the imperator is in his sanctum directing his thoughts out to the membership generally, still, the imperator's aura of experience and wisdom is available for contact any time of the day or night. So although attunement periods as listed in various places in our literature are the most efficacious times to make contact, they are not the only times that they can be made. Often your own circumstances will dictate the best time for you. Certainly, when you are most relaxed, when you are feeling most fit, could be the best time for you. The auras of the masters are always around you, ready to be tapped, as it were. Remember, they pervade all space and time.
The method of attunement to cosmic personalities is probably of most concern to the student in any grade of study. Assume you understand fully the text of what has just been given to you. You know the principle behind the operation. But how do you tune in to get the answers you need, to get help in time of problems, or inspiration to help you through the day? Tuning in is a matter of creating a wavelength of your own, a wavelength that will correspond with the answer you are seeking, a wavelength related to the problem at hand. When you create the proper wavelength, you become sympathetically attuned with the counterpart of your wavelength. The counterpart of your wavelength is that wavelength in the cosmic which corresponds to your question. Your question is the key, and in the form of a wavelength, it brings you into contact with the answer on the same wavelength. For every question has an answer. It is only a matter of getting the two together. What you should not be concerned with, as we have already mentioned, is the answer you want, nor the personality from whom you want the answer. Do not have preconceived notions in your consciousness about possible answers you want to your questions, nor the form in which they come. Do not, as a rule, even have in your mind a picture of any particular personality. Let all this be determined by the cosmic, which can best relate to your problem, and which can best determine the response needed. Very often, our failure in making contacts is because of these obstacles which we put in our path. We thwart our own progress, by the manner in which we approach the problem. First and foremost, then, when attempting to make a contact, visualize the purpose of your contact. Build a mental image, in words, in form, or whatever, of what you want. When you have this image built to your satisfaction, Release it in as perfect a waveform as you can without it getting all muddled up with further thinking or analysis on your part. Try to build the perfect picture in your mind. Then forget it. Release it. If it is difficult for you to release it, turn your attention immediately to some other activity such as reading, or working, or socializing. At first you will have to use such crutches, because releasing is not easy. Yet it is essential that your mental image be as pure in form as possible for perfect attunement. And it can only be pure if it is released at that point where you feel it is good. Building perfect mental images is not easy either, 
It takes many trials and practice sessions. But again, work at it and repeat your efforts as often as convenient until you can visualize your purpose with ease. Do not give up too easily. One further word after all the above has been digested and re-digested. Do not make too much of psychic prowess. It can be overdone just like anything else. Your psychic contact should be useful to you here and now in your present state. They should not be used as an escape into a mental world. You have this world to conquer first and psychic contacts can help you immensely. However, they are not to take the place of this world nor to lead you from the realities of your physical existence. Remember always, the physical is also part of the cosmic and you must achieve a balance between the physical and mental states. If you were never too adept at psychic contacts, do not despair even then, for if you work only with your physical and objective self, but in a path of harmony and positive living, you are still advancing. Cosmic contacts, however, add a new dimension to life when properly used. They add to your senses, improve your judgment, help you avoid detours and pitfalls, increase your awareness of the cosmic and your place in the cosmic scheme. It is normally what every Rosicrucian seeks and it generally results in Rosicrucian mastership. Now as an experiment at this time, take some question or problem. Build a mental image of this desire piece by piece then after just a few moments, release it, which means put it out of your mind. This image can be a word image, a picture image, or a condition which still is not clearly formulated in your mind. And do not try to anticipate the answer. The true answer may be unlike anything you expect. For an example, Suppose you knew that you were about to be laid off your job or that somebody you loved was going to leave you. Now in the first place, do not necessarily visualize getting your job back. There may be other, better things in store for you. Thus you should visualize the question, if I am laid off, what should I do? Of course, if you really love your job and want to stay, then visualize your staying there, working happily with your fellow workers. In the second case, do not necessarily visualize your loved one not leaving. It may be best for all concerned, and your visualization should be a question of asking direction to make both parties happiest. But again, you may visualize retaining the loved one at home and you may receive a message of how best to do that.
above all, be humble, unselfish, and receptive so that an answer can get through. Now, take a moment to think of something you want to happen to yourself, to your family, or where you work. Now begin to build the mental image. See or feel it happening strongly. Now you have tuned in and you can wait for a response. Now you may of course repeat this exercise as often as you please, but always shortly and always with a definite release at the end.